0: So we're in Advent, and the word Advent means the coming, coming. Many people put emphasis on Christmas, time of jubilation, excitement, song, carols, presents, parties, decorations. But it also is an indication of his second coming of the parousia. Which means in the book of Revelations, his coming at the end. But in both aspects, in Advent and we look for the second coming of Christ, we say in our profession of faith, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. The season of Advent, as the season of Lent, in preparation for the passion of our Lord, is a time of preparation. It's a point of internal inspection of our soul in the Old Testament no one came before God without a gift even if it was two turtle doves it took effort you didn't come empty-handed David in Psalm 51 said a heart humble and contrite O God you will not spurn and many of us when we go to confession I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more and avoid the near occasion of sin. Yet, it's habitual, it's a part of our character. To what degree are we resolved? To what degree are we truly anticipating, not just expecting, but anticipating the coming of Christ? Because while most people are talking about his return, the Left Behind series with the rapture and You know, Armageddon, you know, and you see all the doomsday and gloom, the fear. How many of us are preparing for our first going? Because at a time you know not, you can drop dead. Elamart. In a heartbeat. One phone call can turn your entire world upside down and inside out. One phone call could change your life forever are you prepared god doesn't call the equipped he equips the called your life is a journey this world is under a curse because of original sin jesus said this wherefore upon coming into the world before his conception Before coming to the world, it is written, for I have come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared for me. That body was prepared by God. And we see this in the immaculate conception of the Blessed Mother in the womb of her mother, St. Anne. But the reality is, the world being under a curse, That Jesus was prepared. As written on me, I come to do your will, O God. And by this will, to establish a new covenant based upon better promises. A new covenant based upon better promises. That child that we celebrate his birth, the Christ, the second person of the Trinity, God himself, was birthed to be slaughtered, was birthed to be tortured. In Isaiah chapter 53, there's a scripture that's hard to contemplate. For it pleased God to crush the Christ in our infirmities. It pleased the Father to crush Him in our sins the love of god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe upon him will come to eternal life the father didn't send the son to condemn it but rather for it to be saved but we have to have an understanding when we speak about advent the readings we have had you're going to find the genealogy of jesus they say Salmon married rohab the harlot she made a living and that's in his genealogy they had a son named boaz who fell in love with a young woman gleaning the field who was a convert by the name of ruth whose mother was naomi she said let your god be my god the influence she had over her daughter-in-law was led by behavior and example not just by talking see preaching will stir you up it'll motivate you but teaching helps build that foundation to solidify your understanding of that knowledge jesus tells the woman at the well of jacob you samaritans worship what you do not understand while we jews understand that which we worship after all salvations from the Jews. The sad thing about it as Catholics that many of us are totally ignorant when it comes to the knowledge and understanding of Scripture. We can do our readings, we got the Mass, but how many truly understand to convey that information to others that are obscured in darkness, to show them the light? Because our calling is evangelistic. Every baptized child of God and every family, the domestic church, your home, is called to evangelize, to share the good news. But the devil has to divert our attention from the promises of God to our problems. And when you look, there's an ideal situation of the way we perceive life should be. Our marriages, our family, our children, our business, our home, you buy a vehicle. But everything of this creation is under the curse and is destined for destruction. We're called to focus on Jesus and his promises. Because when disappointment comes, you know the number one reason why people divorce is the same reason why people leave church. Unfulfilled expectations. The Jews knew it was about the time of the coming of Messiah. They were looking for him, but their perception of who Messiah should be, not who he was called to be, who they perceived he should be. Led them in spiritual blindness that they rejected and crucified him, As Corinthians says, for if the rulers of this age would have known this mystery, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They would have just let him grow to be an old man. But he wouldn't die of natural causes. It had to be by the hand of man. So, with the advent, preparation. We would all like to believe we're going to heaven. We'd like to believe that, but the reality is at the liturgy, in the funeral, it's for the living, not for the deceased. May the Lord send his angels. May the Lord gather you to the bosom of heaven. May the Lord let perpetual light shine upon them May. Is it an absolute? You see, you and I have the right to judge thoughts, words, and actions, but never another person's soul. That is for God and God alone. God created this world, this a beautiful world, but under Satan's domain, it's cold and dark, cruel, but yet it pleased the Father to crush the Christ in our forever. So when we look upon this, wherefore upon coming into the world, as is written me in your book, Holy Scripture a body thou hast prepared for me, that child. But what entailed? Just because you receive a revelation from God doesn't mean he tells you everything. When I got married, the priest didn't give me instructions and directions. It was a contest to say who's Tarzan and who's Jane at first because you have two different individuals with diverse personalities and backgrounds to become one. You see, Christ is that hidden strain, the center of your marriage, the center of family, the center of work, the center of your life, because everything of this creation is destined for destruction. Store your treasures in heaven where rust cannot corrupt, fees breaking and steal. Store your treasure in heaven, because that's what we're going to be judged on. When we stand before God, the tribunal seat of Christ, one must be careful how he builds upon this foundation, which is Christ, with wood, stubble, hay, silver, gold, the precious gem, for the day will disclose itself with fire. That's the day of particular judgment, not the end time. It's when we go, if God tarries, and fire will test the quality Of each man's work if the building survives you will receive your recompense your reward but if it is destroyed you yourself will be saved but as only one fling through the fire what will you have to show for your life Jesus came to invest and the father paid a very hefty price because he knew what the end result was going to be. When we look upon where we are today, Jesus, in the beginning of his ministry, reading the text, we read in Matthew, it's taken from Isaiah, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, heathen Galilee, beyond the Jordan, of people living in darkness Overshadowed by death. That could be South Louisiana. Between the economy and cancer, a light has arisen. The light has arisen. Now, I want to share with you in the Catechism, paragraph 1265, baptism not only purifies from all sins, but also makes the neophyte a new creature, an adopted son of God who has become a partaker of the divine nature, member of Christ, co-heir with him in a temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? Your children are a temple of the Holy Spirit if they've been baptized? Doesn't mean they act it. do not mean they look like it. Doesn't care if they think about it or not. God says they are. Corinthians says the unbelieving spouse is consecrated by the faith of the believing spouse. Henceforth, your children are holy. And Satan's putting emphasis, oh, but look at their living in sin. Oh, look at their behavior. Look at their attitude. Lord, you gave those children to me as much as you gave the Christ child to Mary and St. Joseph. You entrusted me with these children because the sperm and the egg is under sin. It's cursed. That's why we die and we suffer mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, spiritually. Because this mortal body belongs to this earth. It's going to turn to dust, but the spirit is free. And it goes. Spirit means breath of God. It returns to its source, to God. And at the general res- resurrection, general judgment, we'll be reconciled with our body. You'll have all your hair. You'll have the figure. You won't have wrinkles. You don't have to use all of Olay, believe me. And you don't pay taxes. But the reality, we have to be prepared for what God has called us to. As children of God, we have to understand the promises of God. Why? Because it'll bring you into peace. The degree in which we trust God will expand your capacity, your capacity to experience joy and peace in this world, no matter what happens, because the Holy Spirit has prepared you through grace. So let's look at this. You and I, at this very moment, are partakers of the divine nature. God, in his fullness, resides in each and every one of us. Our sins are no business of Satan's. That's between us and God. Satan has nothing to do with it. He tempts us, he has that right to tempt, to test, to try us, to sift us. He has that right. And we have the right to submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. But he has that right. God didn't make it easy on Mary or on Joseph. When she said, yes, let it be done to me according to your word. He didn't give her the instructions and directions. So let me tell you, Joseph is going to want to divorce you. She had to experience that, that pain of rejection. The question of her trust, her fidelity. Joseph is human. But he was compassionate and kind. But he was going to do it quietly, because under Jewish tradition, they were going to bring her to her father's house, the man, the cloth, that on your wedding night, it slipped under the bride, and there has to be blood over there. But if he couldn't produce it, she would be stoned. But Joseph wanted to spare her from this, his love for her. But it's hard to cover In life, it's difficult for you and I to understand, why is this happening to me? what did i do oh god to deserve this so mary in her fiat to god yes finds herself the center because nazareth is a very small town found herself the center of attention because when she returned from elizabeth she was three months pregnant joseph said you're going to tell me but god intervened he intervened and spoke to joseph in a dream you see his faith was that when god spoke he recognized his voice when jesus stood before pilate and pilate says for you are king he says yes it is you who say i am the reason i was born the reason i came into this world is to testify to the truth anyone committed to the truth hears the voice of god because it's within our conscience the inner sanctum of god that god speaks to us but satan can interject thoughts that's why scripture says the weapons of our warfare are not merely carnal, human but are mightily through god for the tearing down of strongholds likewise we bring every thought into captivity and make it obedient to christ because you see when we begin with the reef the evergreen is a depiction of eternity like a wedding ring except till death depart but life we're eternally alive now people The only thing that separates us from the community of saints, the church triumphant, is this corporal body. But we're surrounded by angels. Community of saints, they just don't intercede for us, but they intervene for us as well, they take action. To have an understanding of the divine nature that you and I have, we limit and we restrict God in so many things. Yet scripture says, that which is impossible for man, is possible with god you're going to tell me a virgin is pregnant without man absolutely today's society get realistic look at the science what do you believe you see faith has five steps the first one is wishful thinking you got to separate fantasy from fallacy from truth the second stage is hope so with the evergreen connected the berries which is the christ child to be sacrificed We look, it's broken, and in the center, we find the white candle, that of Christ. Because all of creation, the angelic realm, Jesus is the center. That's why demons would bow down to him. That's why Satan has to listen to him and obey him. He's the center of all. History, secular history, religious history, creation. It all focuses on Jesus Christ. And God so loved us, he wants us to be with him for all of eternity. But not only that, he came to share in our humanity, and he gives us the grace to share in his divinity. When you receive the Eucharist, I am the living manna that has come down from heaven. Bethlehem means house of bread. Eucharist means thanksgiving. The first candle we light is purple, and it's for hope. Hope. In hope are you saved, not by works, least any man should boast. But hope is based on Scripture, because our love, our forgiveness, our faith is imperfect, because we're imperfect, and we live with imperfect people that have their own opinions and want to do things their way or the highway. You can't change anyone. All you can do is inform them. You inform them. You pray for them. You do spiritual warfare of who is influencing them. Love the sinner. Hate the sin. Come against what's influencing them. Victim as well as perpetrator. But the first thing he came to do was to heal the broken heart. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Therefore, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To heal the broken heart, to set a liberty captive, release the prisoners, recover a sight to the blind, and to announce the year of holiness to the Lord. But he had to wait for God's timing. And scripture says, In the fullness of time, God brought forth his only begotten Son. And yet, we feel pressured by time. Satan is bound by time. Woe unto you, earth and sea, for the devil has come upon you. His fury knows no limit, for he knows his time is short. The pressure, the demons, Told Jesus, why have you come to torture us before the appointed time? Yet we're letting him torture us with worry, robbing us of our sleep, of anxiety, of concerns. Psychiatrists and scientists say that 95% of what we're anxious about and what we worry about never happens. You're wasting all that precious time, and time is unforgiving. Once it's gone, you're not getting it back. But time is subject to god god is not subject to time do you know when scripture tells us in the catechism in the our father and deliver us from evil the catechism of the church tells us that it's past present and future god wants us whole but like i said our love is imperfect our faith is imperfect so we like hope and what is hope because it's also called the prophecy, the prophetic candle. Hope. Oh, hope in the promises of God. For God is not man, he should or him and he should change his mind. Can you believe what the church teaches as truth? Most people don't want to know the truth. And when Jesus is standing for Pilate, he tells them: the reason I was born, the reason I came was to testify to the truth. Anyone committed to the truth hears the voice of God. And Pilate says, What is truth? And that's what the world is saying. You and I have that truth. But in the catechism paragraph 133 it says this ignorance of scripture is ignorance of christ and the three things we will stand accountable before god on our particular judgment will be our time our talent and our treasure anything you're holding on to too tightly in this world separates you from god it's an idol it could be a person it could be ideology or philosophy political affiliation, your gender, your race, Christ is the sinner of all, and he gave us life that we can have it and live it to abundance. The Catechism, paragraph 1266, the most holy trinity gives the baptized, sanctifying grace, the grace of justification. We've been sealed with the indelible mark. No sin can erase it. That's why we have recourse, there's only one baptism, to go to reconciliation, Don't run away from God when you sin. When the Holy Spirit convicts you, run to confession. Why? Because it takes humility to speak to another person. We're wired. People talk. Psychiatrists said if Catholics understood the sacrament of reconciliation, most mental institutions would be empty. Enabling them to believe in God. Enabling us to believe in God. Sometimes it's hard. Lord, your love, why are you allowing this to happen? Why do you allow evil to exist? Yet, St. Leo the Great said, evil exists because it serves a greater purpose. But how many suffer because of injustice? How many suffer out of people's hate and retribution? How many people suffer in this life to hope in him and to love him through the theological virtues? giving them the power to live and act under the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth who will lead and guide you in truth. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you unawares. Your guardian angel is a truth of Holy Mother Church. It's not open for discussion, there is no doubt. But do we activate them? Do we believe they exist or do we work? Call me when you get home. Listen, make sure so you're somewhere else and you're fidgeting because you're wondering, oh, but if I don't love him, I don't care. I don't worry. Sound like my wife. No. When my son was having problems, I had to have him leave the house. My wife's crying, and I said, the day. Your fear of losing him is greater than your fear of God. We've lost him forever. But if your fear of God is greater than your fear of losing him, we'll have him forever. My dad cursed me when I was young. He said, may you have 10 kids just like you because I'm the oldest of 10. Well, they were all in one boy. Daddies don't spank girls. Act under the prompting of the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Holy Spirit and allowing them to grow in goodness through the moral virtues. Thus, the whole organism of the Christian supernatural life has its roots in baptism. We're called to live a supernatural life because he came to share in our humanity. You and I are a human person. Christ, Jesus, is a divine person. Because at the death, our will is fixed. But he's God. He still had free will even at the death. If we're called to live a supernatural life, and we're called to be partakers of his divine nature, we're called as evangelists and missionaries to share the good news. Jesus, in Mark 1, tells us his theme, reform your lives, believe in the gospel, the kingdom of God is at hand. Reform from what? In today, what is sin? Well, we don't call it sin. It's too offensive. Jesus came and died for all sins, people. He didn't come to put a Cadillac in your carport. He came. He came to minister life. It's humility. With humility comes riches, honor, and a long life. But with the arrogant, God is stern. So when we begin to see this, in Psalm 4, the joyful confidence in God, it says this, Tremble and sin not, reflect upon your beds in silence, offer just sacrifices, and trust in the Lord. You know, Scripture says we're called to offer our body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God of spiritual worship. We are already holy. The question is, are we acceptable? What is our motive? I need God's grace to be able to change. I can be informed. That's what you and I are called to do. But it takes God to reform, transform, and conform. But we're called to share the good news, not the bad news, the good news. Because we have been endowed with power upon high. It's not the believer that prays that impresses God. It's who believes in their prayers. To what degree are you at peace? So what we see with this first candle, we have three purple, you have one rose. They don't like to call it pink. So what do we see? Prophecy. What are the promises of God? Our hope is based upon the teachings of holy mother church the magisterium the official interpreter of scriptures father hayes always said that catholics and protestants we're all gone to heaven on the same plane but catholics are in first class because we have a sacramental church amen the issues in your life rejoice the lord always again i say rejoice dismiss all anxiety anxiety is the opposite of peace the antonym of peace we have to do that the lord is near present your prayers and petitions filled with gratitude and god's own peace which is beyond human understanding will stand guard over your hearts and minds in christ finally your thoughts should be directed to all that's true pure holy emerald decent virtuous and worthy of praise and the peace of god will be with you not everything is as it appears people it's not as bleak as you believe it is but so many people despair because they look at the ideal and when it's not realized when it's not realized they face disappointment because in this illusion it has become a delusion they've taken it personally delusions of grandeur I'm a high school quarterback and I'm good and I'm gonna make it in the pros what happens when your knee blows out what happens if you don't even make the college team So your whole life is based on what? As we deem success? What we deem as accomplishment? Fulfillment? What good is the gain the whole world to suffer loss of your soul? Joseph didn't have two cents to rub together. Why did God choose to bring the Christ so that he could live a normal life? The attention, the spotlight was on John the Baptist, son of Zebedee and Elizabeth, but hope. See, people observe people. People watchers. How do you respond in adversity? Do you respond or do you react? Negative, positive. What's the tone of your voice? What is your integrity? Because you'll be shaped by character. Because thoughts become words. Words become action. And habitually becomes a vice, which is a bad habit. Or virtue, which is a good habit. Because nature abhors a vacuum. Because when Jesus walks the earth, he speaks in his parables concerning humanity's relation with one another their relation with his father and in this creation but with yourself so hope you see they were anticipating the coming of the lord you had the prophets you had the psalms but their perception of who jesus should be didn't exactly fulfill what they expected in that first candle prophecy what did god promise us to those who love him why call me lord lord and i do what i tell you for many will come that day so lord did we do this in your name this 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 then he shall say unto them depart from me you evildoers i know you not why would i say that why did jesus himself speak of that he spoke of it because in the catechism of the church paragraph 1996 1997 Our justification comes from the grace of God, and grace is favor the free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God, adoptive son, partakers of the divine nature, and of eternal life. Now listen very carefully. Grace is a participation in the life of God. It introduces us into the intimacy of Trinitarian life. It's not how much god is in us how much are we in god how much are we in god if he's your source if he is our redemption our sanctification our salvation we should be in peace but satan's slick so in the second candle what we have is another purple candle it talks about faith some love but it's the road to bethlehem you see the first candle it's that christ is the center the first candle is hope and hope has to develop it has to mature faith is confident assurance of what you hope for evidence of things you don't see lord i take you at your word lord you said i'm forgiven of my sin i received absolution then why do most people leave the confessional still feeling shame and guilt and find themselves right back where they came out of because we're creatures of habit Penance is not a punishment. God never punishes. God disciplines, but we punish ourselves. So, let's look at this. Because the second candle, Scripture says, faith must be expressed in love. What is the motive? The love of God. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to be the servant of all. This is something Satan didn't want. He wanted to be worshipped. He didn't want to serve. It's when, when God spoke about the creation of humanity he revolted i'm not gonna serve why do you think jesus said if you want to be great in the kingdom of god you got to be served of all if i'm your lord and master it is i who wash your feet so you must do with one another he came to reveal the truth but he came to reveal the nature of the father and satan and that's what he didn't want satan did not want the truth to be known and the world today rejects the truth satan deals in facts he told adam and eve the moment you eat up the eyes will be open you will know good from evil he gave facts, but he didn't give the truth because his omission was he didn't say let me tell you what the consequences are so a lot of people go to fortune tellers they go to psychics and all oh but they told me something and the church tells you to avoid it but how many people often so when we look in psalm four the joyful confidence in god for many say, oh, that we might see better times. A lot of people say that. Oh, God, between what Hurricane Ida did, the economy, the fisheries, Lord, we need better times. He said, it's not in wisdom you ask of this. In Ecclesiastes, no, we're right where we're called to be and need to be, to be a witness for Christ. Let that light of your countenance shine upon us, for you put gladness into my heart more than when wheat and wine abound a great harvest as soon as i lie down i fall peacefully asleep for you alone o lord bring security to my dwelling how old are you sleep what are you worried about what are you holding on to your health wait a minute scripture says god alone guards the passageways of death jesus holds the keys of hell death and the grave and if you're serving christ and you're seeking him he's going to make sure okay now's the time you believe in god for your children something unexpected happens are you trusting in god's timing because that may have been their time for their salvation so you can have a family reunion in heaven you had an abortion god forgives your baby's alive satan wants you to experience the shame and guilt you're in bondage fear insecurity inferiority jesus paid for that on the cross that little child was destined was groomed was fattened for the slaughter so that he could present me and you before his father as a family. Lord, when were you hungry? When were you naked? Let me share with you. Because tomorrow we're going to tell you about the Christmas story and about the wreaths. Because the second one has to deal with the journey to Bethlehem. Every Jewish girl knew the story of Rachel. Jacob is fleeing from his father-in-law Laban, who kept him in bondage to work out for the daughter. He married the older one by ruse, but he was in love with the second one. But the second one was insincere, Rachel the beloved of Jacob, stole her father's idols. Her heart went steadfast on the god of her husband. And Jacob goes looking, and he knows Laban's coming after him. But after he meets with that encounter, then there's another encounter. Now he has to face his brother Esau, who swore he would kill him. That prophecy was fulfilled because Herod the Great was an Edomite, a descendant of Esau. Thus, then Esau fulfilled the promise of he crucified the Christ, the descendant of Jacob. Scripture, the Bible, is the a living word. But faith has to be expressed. To what degree now, with the second and candle we lit, is our hope increasing and maturing in confidence. That if I'm ever questioned, I will stand upon God's truth. I may not understand it completely, but I trust. In the Holy Spirit who works through the magisterium of the church and the church deems this as truth and when I stand on that you're not attacking me you're entire, you're attacking the entire church but what am I here for to tell you in heaven you'll never know you're a drug addict in heaven you'll never know you're alcoholic in heaven you'll never know you killed anyone under the influence in heaven you'll never know you had abortion in heaven there won't be any grief or sorrow you'll never know you were raped or molested you'll never know Because it will be dealt with in purgatory. People think I'm crazy. I'm looking forward to purgatory. Because I want to know all the shoulda, woulda, and coulda. I always said, Lord, if you were still here, you and I could have a talk. Because I need for you to explain something to me. I don't know if you've ever been there. But at my particular judgment, he's going to explain my entire life to me. Because I won't have a contaminated mind, the law of reason, to argue with him i'll be open to all truth and i'll see the love and the goodness of god scripture says god works everything tragedy comedy your life is a drama comedy always follows tragedy not the other way around life is a drama all things work together for a greater good to those who love and trust the lord your greatest sin if it brought you to your knees to the lord for mercy For his mercy he desires not sacrifice then god will deal with it because he looks within each of us we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of god he dealt with that to restore us to life so love and faith the road to bethlehem every jewish girl knew the story of rachel she's in childbirth she's giving birth to the 12th child of jacob and the midwife says it's going to be a boy but she's dying she's dying the greatest mortality for women is childbirth that was childbirth she names him Benoni, meaning son of my sorrow jesus was known to be a man of sorrows but she didn't have the right to name him jacob did he's the father he names him benjamin son of my right hand and jesus is at the right hand of the father so when mary is understanding we have to go to bethlehem which is over 90 miles uphill to Mount Zion, to Jerusalem. And she's at the end of her third trimester. She can have that baby anywhere. But she trusts in God. But God didn't tell her that beforehand. She was willing to sacrifice her life, as Rachel did for the child in her womb, for the Christ child. Today, people today caught up in the world will sacrifice the child for their lifestyle, their selfishness. But many of them are misled. They're good people, but they're desperate. Who can they trust? Who can they count on? Who's going to help them? We share in the divinity of Christ. We're partakers. But is their situation a burden for me? What is God's burden? It's for souls. Lord, when were you hungry? When were you naked? And that's the narrative in the road to Bethlehem was that it was filled, from the Annunciation, it's filled with hardships and uncertainties. But she trusted God, but God had to intervene and appear to Joseph in a dream. Not once, but also to go into Egypt with the Christ child. Are we attuned to God's voice? Can we see his hand? Can we hear his voice? How does he speak to us? We're all individuals. He understands that. When he created us, understand this. There's no mistakes. Every child, even in incest or rape, every child, is willed by God, and created in love, for love, and through love. Even if they're aborted. Even in the act of a horrific sin. You play the hand, you have dealt with this life, to be a witness to the world, because people can identify with each and every one of us accordingly. You're never going to reach all people. But we have been empowered. We carry that divine nature. But on the road to Bethlehem, most of Jesus' parables stems from the narrative of the Bethlehem journey because then you begin to understand in the joyful mysteries in the sorrowful mysteries and the luminous mysteries and what is that last mystery called the glorious for the sake of the shame that lay before him Christ endured the cross for the sake of the glory which lay before him Christ endured the cross he that's of its shame If you know anybody that's dealing with shame, unforgiveness, they can't forgive themselves, can't forgive someone else, do you realize that God will work through you to set that person free? He will work through you, but to what degree do you have a burden for that individual? Because most people don't want to get involved in other people's lives. That's what happened in the road to Bethlehem. The road to Bethlehem, when it gets to Bethlehem, most people say, well, there was no room at the end. That is not true. There was room. Because they're only there for the census a short time, and they left. It was B&B, bed and breakfast. It was a windfall. Everything in New Orleans is booked, and they are booking motels here in Houma or Thibodeau. But the event is going to be in New Orleans, but they're looking for a place. But they didn't have Walmart. They didn't have Rouse's or Winn-Dixie. They didn't have Marcel's. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have indoor plumbing. And according to the law, In leviticus if a woman in a menstrual cycle or given birth has an issue of blood and that blood touches anything even embryonic fluid it is ceremoniously unclean and if a water water broke in the kitchen forget it you can't use the kitchen it's got to be ceremoniously clean we're going to lose money on this deal who wants to lose money we need money we're being taxed to death by the romans it's a little bit cash under the table. We don't have to pay taxes on it. Nobody has to know. But if there's blood, wait a minute. You just can't go to Walmart and buy new sheets of bed bath and beyond or JCPenney or wherever you go. Then that next day, express mail. They had to wash, but it had to be ceremoniously clean. It was a matter of money, finances. That's why Jesus often spoke about money. You can't love God and manna. Imagine those that turned them away, but under the law, under the law, they could use a stable, even a manger. But they had to collect the straw because it had feces in it from the animals. But they could use it and go in the field, like for fertilizer or burn it, and lay down fresh straw. So when the baby was coming, and the amniotic fluid flowed out, and the blood, because remember, the veil was rent, she was a virgin, the hymen is still there. When the curtain is rent, just like at his death, the curtain in the Holy of Holies was split open. The womb was split open. When she says, God, my Savior, in the Magnificat, Scripture says, by childbearing, a woman will be saved. By childbearing. The technicality of the law is fulfilled. Jesus is the law. The fulfillment of the law, the prophets and the Psalms. Everything in technicality, because God's a legalist, Satan's a legalist. The brothers and sisters, when she gave birth, they had to get new straw. But they had to wrap the child in swaddling clothes. Jesus, when he died, was wrapped in swaddling clothes to keep rigor mortis from setting in. Because he hadn't been properly prepared for burial. But you see, where the angels appeared, where the angels appeared, was not an accident or a coincidence to the shepherds. Who were these shepherds? These particular shepherds were custodians of the lambs that were to be slain in the temple. And they were special. And the shepherd, when the priest would come to take a lamb, the lamb's legs were folded under like he was laying on grass or the sod and had to be swaddled. So that when he tried to resist being carried from the flock because sheep were social he wouldn't injure himself because he had to be presented unblemished and no bone broken we're going to talk tomorrow night on a particular element of joy the shepherds but also that's the pink candle but then the fourth candle has to deal with the angel candle The angel candle. That's peace. This Christmas, what are you more concerned about in giving? Things of this world? Yes, we want to give them nice things, but not to go in debt. The greatest thing you can give is looking at another individual and seeing their need when they don't ask. When you hear the tone of their voice, when they're crying on the inside. When you're attuned to the Holy Spirit and you can give of yourself. Because your children... Your grandchildren, the Bible says the angel of God encamps about those who fear him. Those angels are around your children, your grandchildren. But what about other people's children and grandchildren? What about others? The road to Bethlehem, is there room in your heart for someone else that you're not related to, accountable to? Do you still bear a grudge, unforgiveness, shame, or guilt? anxiety insecurity inferiority jesus freed us then what's keeping us in bondage tomorrow night we're going to talk about god came to set you free and it all begins with a little babe amen and i want to thank you uh on behalf of father cody and you for allowing me to share with you the good news of christmas amen follow that star